Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Rowan, and along with my wife, Jill, we serve as the lead pastors of a three-small-location multi-site church, C3 Camden, Picton, and Thoreau in southwestern Sydney and the Illawarra. On this podcast, Jill and I discuss all matters ministry and share some of the things we've learned and are still learning along the way in our 30-plus years of pastoral ministry experience. It's our particular hope that this podcast will be of help to small church pastors and their teams and encourage you to continue to minister effectively to the wonderful people that God has entrusted into your care. that we express on this podcast are our own and not necessarily those of the church or denomination that we're a part of. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback, any comments or suggestions on any topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. To find out more about us or our church, check out the show notes for links to all the relevant socials and websites. So without any further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to Ministry Matters podcast. Great to have you with us. Hello, everybody. Thanks for being with us for this episode. So we're going to jump in today and talk about rest and holidays. Yes, we've got a, one coming up, haven't we? It's so a fun topic. We yeah. actually we had something else in mind, which we'll probably record after this one, but we're just in between recording episodes and you said, let's talk about rest. Maybe you had a holiday on your mind. It is a little bit on my mind. It is on your mind. We're ready for a holiday. <laughs> Part of the fun of a holiday is, is organising the holiday, we find. Yes, it is we? indeed. Yep, Sometimes. It is indeed. Yep. So uh, we've got that coming up. But but it is an important topic. And so we haven't got any notes in front of us. So we're just going to go completely. I mean, sometimes we have notes and we go off script. We've got no script to start with. So apologies in advance if this is a bit all over the shop. But we just um, we just thought let's talk about this issue of uh, planning rest. This is applicable to pastors and a core value within our teams. I and mean, one of the one of the probably things that has uh, come out considerably among evangelical charismatic Pentecostal churches in recent times has probably been that it, there has at times been a culture where where rest hasn't been encouraged. It's like uh, you know, push, push, push. Uh, that's what you need to do. And there's been some pushback because of the the flow on effect of un, lack of emotional and mental health for people and feeling mm. used and underappreciated and, and obviously it's not functional to continue like that. So performance been a, and productivity all that culture. Sort of stuff. And that's just I think that's a across been across the board in in our culture as well, not just in the church, but yes in the church, but also across the board. I was in some a two day training last week um, with about eighteen people in the community sector and that was discussed there that was it? Uh, that we have been a society very focused on uh, productivity and performance, and there's a real pressure around that that's made people very weary and very. Uh, I wonder if that's partly what has caused this great falling away or great resignation, they call it, is mm-hmm. that people have realized that since COVID and they've realized maybe those things that we thought were as important aren't necessarily as important as they were made out to be. 
So we're facing that. Obviously, one of the big challenges, if you're a small church pastor listening to this, if you're on a team, you know as well as we do, there's a pretty good chance that, and I'm not going to say 100% across every church, but there's a pretty good chance your church is having less available volunteers. Uh, people aren't necessarily putting their hand up the way that maybe they did pre-COVID. And if you're an exception to that, fantastic. But that's been our experience personally and in conversationally with others. And I think that's not all bad. It is probably that there might have been some times where it was a bit stretched. But I wonder if there's a way we can encourage rest and then move forward. I've had a sermon, I'm just thinking about this. I've, I've had a sermon I've preached multiple times over many years now and I've morphed it a little bit. It, you often pre- I preach it over the Christmas holidays about the concept of holidays. Mm. <clears throat> and I base it on the biblical model of what a holiday was. I mean, holiday, no surprises here, folks. Holiday means holy day. And, it, uh, you know, the whole concept of having time out came from the whole biblical feasts, Israel, Israel feasts and so on. But I think one of the things that, you know, our society has done is that, uh, you know, there was been a big push in the more recent years for people to use up their annual leave. It was almost like a badge of honour if you didn't take your annual leave if you were working. Uh, oh, you know, I've got so many weeks owing to me, that's a badge of honour. Uh, I think our society has realised and is realising that's not the case. Across the board, there's lots of, you can just Google articles about this and you'll see that that's been, uh, that's been unhealthy. Um, and many employers are picking up on that now and actually saying, we want you to take more leave. We need you to take more leave. And if you don't, we're going to, you know, we're going to force you to take it. Overall, I think when we look at our productivity, and it's not that it's about productivity, but even if we were looking at, from that, looking at it from that perspective around this thing of rest and slowing down and uh, holidays, taking holidays, all those kind of things, uh, I think when we look at our well-being and our longevity, you know, we believe in longevity and uh, we look at holistic ourselves as a holistic person, body, soul, spirit, that reality is we live in a body and our body needs rest. Yes. You know, God made us, he designed us around rest. He, he you know, he said the seventh, on the seventh, on the, on the seventh day there was, you know, there was rest. Yep. And we sleep every night. You know, we're not created to Remember be Remember Ken Chance saying years ago, you know, that people arrogantly say, oh, I only need four hours sleep at night. He goes, you're not that important to God. Mm, yeah. I've never forgotten that. It's like 30-something years ago. You're not that important to God. God yeah. gave you need for six to eight <laughs> hours rest. Take it. Yeah. We all go lie down in the dark and do nothing for yeah. eight hours so yeah. our body can recharge yeah. and that's the way we're designed. Yeah. And uh, so I think when we think about our, you know, overall about, and like you mentioned before about even in through Bible times, even the Old Testament, they would have these well, they were holy days. standard four to five hours, four to five weeks a year where they didn't do it. And it was actually yeah. a trust thing. Yeah, they take time away from their normal everyday uh, habits, It's the same. Prin- it's the same principle as tithing. It's the mm. same. Pr- it's all linked into do I trust God? And when they would leave, God would even say to them, um, I want you to go and have a holiday, the holy day, go to, go to Jerusalem, have a holiday and trust that, you, you know, while you're gone, I'll look after your land, I'll, I'll look after your crops. So it ultimately was in, in hindsight, you could go, well, I could work seven days a week and I'd get more productivity or I, I could not have any annual leave and I'd get more productivity. But it's, it's that recognition that God is our provider and he has given us limits. Peter Scazzaro talks about the gift of our limitations. And yeah. this is one area where that, it's really healthy mm. to take limitations. I was raised in a culture where it wasn't do that um, in the early years of my Christian life. There wasn't; it was almost looked down upon. Uh, you know, in the first probably the first fifteen years of my Christian life, probably in many ways the culture was looked down upon to take rest. Mm. Whereas we've been even the upbringing that we were bo- we were well, you know, certainly I, I was brought up yeah. in was go hard that, or go home. You know, 
uh, yeah, being being productive, working working hard, it was a really you know high a high level of ethical standard, and we never really had very many holidays when I was young. That wouldn't be everyone's experience, but it was mine. Mm. My parents had their own business, and uh, so it's hard when you have your own business to get away. And I guess you could say that about a little bit about church ministry. It's a little bit like. But I run this thing, you know. I do it. How can I possibly not be yeah, here? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a you pastor. Know? I need to be here, or my yeah. te- I'm a team leader. That doesn't doesn't function without it's, me. Well, it's hard because it's like you know, with Dad, you know, he had to he had to replace himself to be able to go away. He couldn't just take leave and walk away. He, you know, it would have it would impact a lot of things. So you, but however, because it's important, and we've got it as one of our guiding principles in mm. our for our church, we value we, rest as a value of rest, and that. Uh, we don't want teams saying to us, I oh, know I don't need rest, I'm just going to do, I'm going to work, you know, I'm just going to do three jobs and I'm going to add this on and I'm going to be like, no, actually what we, we rest is valuable and we mm. are looking at your whole being and your body. You're not going to be able to do this for the long haul. And we want you, we want, we're about longevity. Yeah. And then we, we've seen so much burnout in our society, you know, and I look, I'll be honest, I'll tell you now, you know, I, I, we, we only had leave in, we took some time off in May. But uh, since then, I, you know, we've had we've had a lot of different, you know, um, extra, you know, and this we could all say that, you know, there's always something going on. But you know, I've had some health challenges this year, and we've had uh, some extra things that we weren't anticipating that have kind of hit our radar, uh, which happens some years. And it's and I, it's been, uh, you know, it's it's been a, a really full on few months. So I think. We are looking forward to this next lot of leave we have, and we're not just looking forward to it; we need it. Uh, I I'll probably you know. be on leave about the time you're watching this, po- listening to this podcast. Yeah, actually, if you're listening yeah. to it in real time, yeah. So you know, I, I do think that we need to live in a way, you know, as much as possible. It can be idealistic to say this, but I think it's worth saying that we should aim to live in a way that is not like work hard, work hard, work hard, then smash, then crash, and have a big time off. No. I think we should try and have um, deep, you know, every every day as much as possible, uh, looking at at what we can in our schedule. Have a bit of a decompression time. Yep. Have some downtime. Have some space in our day. The have whole some quiet three in our minutes, day. three days, three weeks oh. mentality. Remember that sounds so, good in theory. But yeah, I've never sounds done good it. in theory. But it's it's the <laughs> principle of three minutes every hour yep. just to decompress, focus, stare out the window, do something. Mm-hmm. Three days every quarter. And then three weeks at least once a year, and that's a good principle just to, to have that scope to completely, completely unwind. A minimum of sort of three weeks thereabouts, just yeah. to completely switch off mm-hmm. and refresh. And you know, I part back to what I was saying before we had all those humming on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Back back at that point, I was saying part of that message is was a revelation that came to me years ago, which is I'd get through my holiday, whether you know whether we, whatever we did, we went away on a holiday, and I'd be going oh. And I'll be back in my office and I'll be going, oh, this time last week I was, you know, on a cruise or this time last mm-hmm. week I was on a holiday or I was camping or whatever and I was living for the holiday and I realised that's not sustainable and that's not healthy. And as I started to understand it theologically, I started to realise that that we we don't live for holidays, we live for work. Holidays are not supposed to be an escape from work. They are, This is how I've phrased it and I've had lots of people feedback to me how this has helped them over the years. I don't take credit for it. I think it came from a revelation from the God, from the Lord. But holidays are not an escape from reality. They are a recharge for reality. Yeah. So if we can view it and change our mindset to that, to go, I'm completely off 
I'm going to enjoy this. But the purpose is when I go back to real life, when I go back to reality, I'm expecting that I will be refreshed and recharged and able to go back to that mm. rather than longing to be on holidays. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're looking forward to a holiday now, but I'm also aware that I want to, I'm expecting that we'll come back and hit the ground running and we'll be in our Christmas season. And I'm expecting that, okay, that's a, a full on time. Some of our team will take time off, a pastoral team will take time off over Christmas, New Year, and we won't, um, you know, in that sense, but but we're ready for that because we will have had that little break. So yeah. we we try to, as much as possible, not live for our holidays but see them as a as a nice downtime and a refreshment time for, for um, the ministry life, don't we? Yeah, that's right. I was just thinking about scripture in Isaiah 58 where it talks about you will be like a well-watered, well-watered garden. garden. And I've been thinking about that lately. It talks about the promises of, of uh, how we can be in it. And, and before that... It says all these things that to do. It says, you know, feed the hungry, you know, reach out, do all these things about being outward focused. And I, I love that. I love being outward focused. Yes. And then it says, but then there's this promise of, and, 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 and you know, and this is what God would say to you, you'll be refreshed, you'll be like a well-watered garden. And But I think, you know, we can't just assume that doing, 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 giving out, giving out, giving out, and we're going to be like a well-watered garden. We have to go... We have to listen to ourselves. We have mm. to lead ourselves. We have to be led by the Spirit. We have to uh, be aware of um, intentionally going, all right, like, we, like all, the, all the things we've just said, you know, we're holistic beings. Our bodies need sleep. Our bodies need rest. How are we going to set our calendar for the year? Let's put our holidays in. Sometimes. We actually put our holidays, anticipated holidays into our church calendar. Bef- mm. If you're a pastor, this is some advice we've received over the years. You need to be doing working on your calendar for next year, about you know October or something, and putting in all your anticipated holidays and Sundays yeah. off and so on. Put the big stones in first, and and uh, holidays and your leave is important for you. And then even for some of your key team as well, if you if you have key pastoral team or key department leaders, as, I mean I know it doesn't work for everybody. Some people don't have the luxury of picking their leave as mm. far in advance, but yeah. it, wherever it's possible, if you can have. And it values your team as well. If you if they know that oh okay you're we're important enough here that our that our leaders um, are going to miss us or plan around us, values them. But it gives them scope to know okay your leaves in the calendar as well, and we'll try not to plan things when a part a member of our key team is around. And if you do that first, it's very hard to do that retrospectively. Once you've gone mm. and put in events and special Sundays and all that, it's very hard then to go and put, squeeze your leave in. So that's a good way to go, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, the thing is don't be so don't be too spiro to think you don't need downtime. Sometimes I've I've had the tendency to we've had the tendency to do something naughty, which I'm gonna say isn't a good idea. And that's to go, Oh, I've got a few things on that week. I'll take the leave, but I'll still just there's a few things that I can't um I can't not do. And this is probably because we haven't organized it far enough out oh, to far get ourselves events, out yeah. of those things. So we go, I'll still take the leave. All right, I'll have I'll have a whole day off. I'll just do that one one hour thing. It doesn't work mm. to have to re-engage yourself for that one one hour thing that you think will be fine. It's only an hour. Is I don't think is healthy. I think we need a, a, a total break. I think it takes us. You know, they say you know it takes us time. It takes to you a week to wind down. It takes us yeah. time to wind down. It takes you a few days to wind up too. So if you had yep. a two year break, two two year two year break sounds nice. If you had <laughs> if you had a two week break, you're probably just barely winding down and you're winding back up again. Mm. So uh, you know, you ne- if you can as a pastor, especially, you need to have a good solid block of leave. 
Yeah, and I, and I didn't. We didn't intend to talk about this. The other thing I would say would be around long service leave. There's lots of you know we know quite a few people who have been over ten years and have got long service leave, and they're thinking, oh, I could never, you know, think about how I could possibly take long service leave over and above my annual leave. It's just I couldn't be away for that long. Uh, again, you know. Um, yeah, you have to think about that. You have to plan around that. Get some, you know, talk to, talk, talk to, to a coach, talk to someone who can support coach, you. Coach, mentor, to, yeah. oversight, uh, other pastors, mm. people you network with. Have some thought about what you could do to ensure that you can have that break. You do give yourself that solid amount of time while uh, ensuring that things are covered in the church. Definitely. You need it. You need to have that time. I mean, Jesus took time. It says numbers of times. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. Yeah. He got, he got away. One of mine that is one of my favorites that's, I haven't got the scripture reference in front of me because we haven't got notes in front of us, but uh, I often say Jesus took a beach holiday. People go, what? And mm. I say, there's one time where Jesus actually said to people, uh, said to his guys, Hey guys, we're going to withdraw. It says Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is up on the Mediterranean coastline, nice. quite away from Galilee. Beautiful. Yeah, so we basically, go. Jesus went and had a Mediterranean holiday. Now, while <laughs> admittedly, while he was there, there was a Syrio-Phoenician woman who said, "You know, I need help with my daughter," and Jesus wasn't so inconvenienced that he said, "Sorry." I mean, he still he still yeah, healed. We'll still be Christians. You on can our still holidays. be Christians on your holiday. <laughs> That's right. But Jesus, obviously, he's in the hustle and bustle of people around, and he actually went probably what was a couple of hundred kilometers away, up onto what is now modern day Lebanon, up on the t- up on the border of the Mediterranean to have a beach holiday because there's something refreshing about that. So. This, if Jesus can do it, yeah, we can do it, and we should do it too. Yeah, and one of the amazing things, just thinking, yeah, thinking about that, and on that well watered, you'll be like a well watered garden. You know, sometimes we're like we're just a bit like an average sort of plant that's maybe on a bit of the dry side, and we actually do need a really to be really well watered, and we need to be refreshed. Yes, and uh, and that is maybe enjoying nature. It is maybe rest. It is maybe whatever we need to do for recreationally to yep. detach. Whatever recharges us. Whatever recharges us. And, you know, I love the the scripture. I think I've said this before where, you know, they're out on the boat and Jesus takes a pillow and he has a, he has a snooze. Yep. You love that one, don't you? you need, <laughs> even Jesus needed to have a snooze, yep. took his pillow with him yep. on the boat in the uh, scripture where it talks about the storm. Yep. And uh, and I think that is, you know, it, that tells us that even Jesus was like, you know what, you guys can handle this for a while. I'm going to have a lie down. Yeah, it's great. And I think that, um, yeah, realising that we're not indispensable and actually we'll come back. If we can come back well watered and refreshed, I'm, I'm always amazed when I'm away at how many things, how many new ideas spark, how many just things that I think of that not even, not that I go looking for new ministry ideas, it's not that, but just how many things that I think, that come to my mind that are just like these beautiful fresh thoughts that just wouldn't have happened in the in the everyday of life. Yeah, by by actually unwinding and yeah, taking time off to, to rest the brain, mm. those sorts of things can happen, can't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a few things that come to mind practically is put your own leave in, talk to your team. Mm. Uh, we you know we try to encourage our teams to not be on every Sunday. You know mm. we, we actually started putting it into our you know leaders agreements to say we want you to have a certain number of Sundays off because yeah. I can't be taking Sundays off and then not giving time to That's my right. team to have Sundays Absolutely. off. Yeah. Um, you know, you get some leaders who need, they need to understand like they, they go, oh, it's not my Sunday on, I'm off completely. Well, if, you, if you're there and you're a leader, you're, you're on to some regard. I mean, that that's the nature of leadership. There are people looking to us, but because of that, because if you're a leader and you're on, let's say you're, you know, 
leading the hosting team, but you're, you're not rostered on anything that day. Well, while you're in the church on a Sunday, you are going to be on to some regard. People will be looking to you and there will be a sense in which a, a mature leader, a responsible leader will be looking at things and saying, what can I do? But for that very reason, there has to be times in the year where you have annual leave. You take time off where you go away and have it scheduled in as well and go, I'm not going to be there on that Sunday and plan it far enough in advance that the team knows and your pastor knows and whatever and take time away. Um, sometimes our leaders will go, oh, no, I'll just show up at church. I'll actually say to them, it's probably better if you don't because if you do if you do show up, everyone's going to mm-hmm. be thinking about you. You're not. You're still switched off. If you want to visit, go to church, go visit another church, but do whatever you need to do just to give yourself scope to, to be refreshed rather than be on all the time. Yeah. And so I would say that to all people and will that <coughs> will that have flow on effects mm. yes it will it will have flow on effects in terms of availability um because our teams are less available and that that can go at all levels down through the uh, all, all levels down through the organization through the church but the flow on effects can be yes you'll have less people available but the, fl- the positive flow on effects of that are all the things you've just said people will come refreshed they feel valued they've got new creative ideas mm. We cannot underestimate. Hopefully they'll be smiling and That's they'll be right. feeling healthier and they'll be feeling happier. Not jaded. Yeah, makes yeah. a big difference. So keeping that value of rest. And, you know, we don't, you know, some churches do, we don't, you know, I, I personally theologically don't think there's a New Testament law that says keep the Sabbath like 100% religiously. Mm. However, the principle of Sabbath is there and I think even the principle of having downtime, having a day off, um, or having space in your world, whatever that is, where you actually do detach from whatever your normal life is. So if it's work and you work secular in a secular job as a, a leader in the church, detach from that. If you're in pastoral ministry, have a day where you detach from that. Uh, and I don't always do it 100%. I try to when you know, we try as best as we can. But if you can do that, it's much better for you to be able to refresh yourself, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We have to... Uh we have to be intentional about this. We have to create this culture. It won't. It won't. Uh, it won't happen if we don't intentionalize it. No. There'll always be the tyranny of the urgent. There'll always be something where we feel like, oh, but I'm needed for that. I've had people say to me, "Oh, well, I can't do it because my boss doesn't do it." Well, that, that's that's a challenge. You know, if you're the if you're the, if you're a pastor listening to this, you can set the culture within your church. Yeah. If you're taking downtime, you can set that culture and not expect others to respond to emails in the middle of the night and all that sort of stuff. But if you're working and your boss doesn't do it, that there is a tension there. But there are practicals that you can do. I mean, you have to just not have a negative defeatist attitude to it. Uh, there are things you can do like you know, making sure that you, you switch off your notifications so you're not just getting constantly bombarded, especially when you're on holidays and things mm. like that. I you, heard someone say the other day on a podcast that you, you know, about, and, and I'm not saying I do this, but it was just an interesting thought about putting your phone outside your room, your bedroom and not having it in one. your room at night. No. You know, that just that. Something to get you away from that default, which we most, a lot of us have, of responding to everything immediately. Immediately, yeah. Um, just to give ourselves that margin and that space. Yeah. Again, it's for it's for longevity. You might think, oh, it's all right. It's all right. It might be all right once or twice, but when we're doing that over and over and over again, and when we're setting a culture whereby people expect us to respond straight away because that's what we always did last time, and then when they think something's wrong and they think we've we've offended them or they they wonder, you know, mm. I think we've got to set a culture whereby we. You know, we we think about what's going to work for us, and we we normalize that, and our you know, and our uh, the people we work with for our team, so that we're not because if there's no point us saying to our team, oh, you know, you don't have to do that, but then us, yes, true, us do that. So you know, this is the stuff that Pete Scazzaro has always been big on: is in church life is rectifying that. Mm. Maybe people can't 
do it because they're in an employee situation in their workplace where there are demands on them that are unrealistic. But hey, if we are going to reinforce those expect unhealthy expectations within church life, we're not doing them to service. So it's it not doing them a service. So it's a discipleship issue to help our people right. understand the value of rest. Yeah. Understand the value of downtime. And this is frontline work. Yes. We are working in frontline work where we are dealing with crises of yep. people's lives from height of, you know, wonderful things to depth of, uh, you know, mo- pain, Loss pain and, and grief and, and, and all oh, kinds yeah. of things. And, uh, you know, in, in secular training and frontline work, they talk about decompression, they talk about um, debriefing, they talk about self-care, they talk about longevity, they talk about... Um, these things about you know about what are you going to do because they realize that the burnout rate is high and so yes we have Jesus and we have the restoration of that he brings and and spirit brings but I think we need to be aware that we're we're in a body and we're not superhuman and we you know let's not get too spiro with this let's be sensible um we know it ourselves, don't we? That we, you know, we know we get when we know when we get tired. And we yeah, know, totally. Yeah, we know. Partly oh, what we're doing this now is because we were like, yeah, you know what? We, we we're looking forward to our holiday in a few weeks. Let's talk about holidays. Yeah, and, and that's that recognition. I've become more aware of that through years of coaching and mentoring mm. and so on. The importance of recognizing those signs and and learned. I'm not. I'm much more attuned to that. A bit more self self regulated too. Yes, that's Listen right. To so that comes with time. Or yeah. Ask ask someone if you ask don't notice it you. yourself. Ask someone near yeah, you. Totally. Do you think? How do you think I am? Am I being a bit more, uh, you know, quick-tempered? Am I being yeah. tense? Am I being driven? Am I yeah. stressed? Am I, yeah, exactly. et cetera? Yeah. yeah. Ask your team, do a 360 with them and yeah. tell them, let them tell you where they think you need, where mm. they think you need a holiday. They'll probably yeah. be like, go on your holiday. Yeah, go, go. Yeah, well, with all that in mind, I guess, you know, as we wrap up this episode then, you know, that maybe that's a simple one where you can put some thoughts in mind as to what next year will look like for you. If you're listening to this late 2023, you know, what would 2024 look like? How does that work for you? Have a good uh, solid two weeks. Don't I just try and do a few days if, here. If you're bivocational there. and you know you're limited, but if you're if you're in full time mm-hmm. ministry, you need yep. no, you need three weeks, um, minimum two Sundays and three four weeks. I would think in one hit as a minimum if you can do it. Um, I know that's hard, but for some because of different situations. But I personally think that that's a minimum. Yeah, do you so much good? It would do you good and and put that in. Hey, and, you know, we would love to support one another. So, you know, we're looking to sort of kind of create a bit of a community mm. around this. So, you know, if this is encouraging you and you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to us on our socials and some people have already been doing that and just contacting us, all the information is in the show notes. Um, and, yeah, maybe if, if we can set up a ministry matter support network, not where we're supporting people but we're supporting one another, we're, we're networking mm. together a little bit to encourage one another and spur one another on, mm. especially in ideas, these areas. Share some ideas about yeah, some of this what stuff. works for you. Yeah, because when we're talking from our context and mm. every context is different, but I have to think there is a way to make this work. If this is a spiritual yeah. principle, yeah. then regardless of whether you're a church, a micro church with five people or 10 people or you're a church with 500 people, there will be a way to work within your context because rest is a fundamental yep. uh, part of the way we are created. Therefore, mm-hmm. let's have faith that God will God will give us the solutions and the church will be resilient. It will last without us. We're not that important. Yeah. Uh, we give God our best and he takes care of mm-hmm. the rest. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Let's finish up there. Thanks All so right. much, everyone. Thanks. Looking See forward to hearing from you. See you next time, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ministry Matters Podcast. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you or you think it could be to others, we'd be so grateful if you'd share it with your friends on the socials. 
So before you head back into your day, if you could take a moment to like our Facebook and Instagram pages and share them with your friends, that would be awesome. You can find us by searching at Ministry Matters Podcast, all one word. And one last thing that just helps the podcast algorithm to work for us, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts so every new episode will be loaded straight to your device. For those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you know when a new episode drops. All the links you need are in the show notes. So thanks so much for being with us today and we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.